everybody. Welcome back to part two about the Queen of Rap, Nicki Minaj. Yes, today we are continuing our closer look examination of Nicki Minaj. Part one, we discussed some feuds she had with other artists. In this part, we'll be taking a closer look at the men in her life that she chose to stand by. Ooh, the men. <laughs> While this is a closer look at Nicki Minaj, it must be about the men who have been found guilty in a court of law. This will be a very heavy episode. Please be aware we'll be talking about some very horrible sexual assaults in detail, and that will pretty much be the whole episode. Oh, damn. Okay. So first person we'll be talking about is Nikki's older brother, Jelani Mirage. In August 2015, Jelani gets married to a woman named Jacqueline. The wedding allegedly cost $30,000, and Nikki was the one who foot the bill. I keep seeing that number, and Nikki has the backer, but I don't know how credible it is. It's just out there, but I haven't seen any evidence that that's true. But I mean, it looked expensive. Yeah, at that point, like there was no point in lying about the price or Nikki being mm-hmm. the backer. On the night of the wedding, Nikki posts an Instagram photo with her brother, and it's just the two of them. The wedding photo is captioned I would cross the ocean for you, I would go and bring you the moon. Promise you, for you, I will. I love my brother so much, man. Can't believe I tried during his wedding and his first dance like a punk. May God bless him and his unions. Tonight has been one of my favorite nights of all time. I'd do anything to make my brother smile. It's just a heartfelt post and really nothing to read into at the time. Uh-huh. Jacqueline, Jelani's now ex-wife, says the relationship was like a black Brady brunch. And she didn't really notice anything wrong at first. But now looking back, she does see her 11-year-old daughter was acting off and retreating into herself. But when Jacqueline would ask her what's wrong, her daughter would just put her head down and not respond. And at that age, 11, I'm pretty sure she probably brushed it off. Oh, she's almost a teenager. Who knows? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, I mean, putting that statement in, I don't want to blame Jacqueline like she should have known because I, I don't know how off her daughter was acting. Yeah, and I mean, and we know at the end, I mean, she she does do something. Yeah, I could not see how long Jelani and Jacqueline were together for, but the marriage was very short-lived. Only a few months into the marriage, Jelani was arrested in December 2015 for repeatedly raping his 11-year-old stepdaughter. And again, they were married August, and this is now December. Hmm. Jelani was held on a $100,000 bond, and it's reported that Nikki is the one who bailed him out. This is now disputed if it was Nikki or their mom, Carol Mirage, but it's also reported that Nikki put a house or two up as collateral as well, depending on the source. You can't convince me it wasn't a Nikki call, though. Okay, this this is how I feel. It was most likely Carol posting the actual bond, but Nikki is the one who bought Carol the house. And probably funded the bond. So I that's mean, what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like even if it wasn't Nikki directly, she was still involved. But I definitely see it. It could go down that way. Yeah, and I don't see Carol Mirage working. I don't know if she does have a job. I know Nikki has talked about buying her mama house before. Yeah, she I, ain't got no job. Yeah, <laughs> if if she does, I'm not sure. It's like something that is bringing in this large amounts of money. Her job's being Nikki's mama. She ain't doing (laughs) nothing else. I don't know how long he was in jail for, but what I do know is Nikki posted him again on her Instagram on December 30th with the caption, 
bowling from me familia. He's out on bond for raping an 11 year old. And I just can't believe she would post that. Even if he was, even if she thought he was innocent. Yeah, that was crazy. Which I don't think she believes, or at least doesn't believe anymore. But why would, like, why would you post him in that picture? It's just, it's in bad taste all around. Yes. Poor taste, uh, poor judgment. And if you don't want people to talk about, if you don't want people to question your character, you don't do stuff like that, especially when you are looked upon as a, even if you reject it, because I, I don't believe kids, you don't have to be role models to kids all the time, but she's looked upon as a role model for children. And sometimes she's taken that role. So it's just like, it's public knowledge, which your brother was arrested for and is now out on bond. Why would you publicly attach yourself to that without actually looking at the, like taking an outsider's perspective of how that could look and feel for that child or for any other victim who has been hurt like that? These two photos I, I said, the one of the wedding photo and now this one at the bowling are both still up on her Instagram page. She has not deleted them. So I don't know if that means she still stands by her brother. I I feel like she, which I guess we're into later, but I do feel like she says she stands by him, but I don't feel like her actions really prove that she believes him. Well, I, I guess you know more about it than I do. But But if we were just talking about right now before I know anything, I would feel that she stands by her brother and because the way that she the actions she's taken and hasn't taken i believe that she is still supporting him just not publicly it's more privately and because of how i feel that that's how it's happening i just think that just says more about her yeah i mean but, i get it though it's your brother that's but, it's what your brother did, and and some things are unforgivable. Okay, that's where I have a little trouble deciding how I feel. Because if someone I knew, someone close, let's say, just bad example here, you were accused of doing something like that. Goddamn. Or like I was accused of doing something like that. Like either which way you cut it. Like Goddamn. I think my initial gut feeling would be, no, Katrina would not do that. I know Katrina. She's not going to do that. I feel like that is, we mm-hmm. can't fault someone for doing that but like, it's the way she represented it though yeah it, I like you said nobody can fault you for standing by family at first but to put yourself out there so publicly like that and it's and then it becomes a take away the brother it's Nicki Minaj versus this 11 year old girl that yeah that's the narrative that it really does become exactly and that's the narrative you don't want if you stand by your family People are going to criticize you, but altogether, people do understand family ties. But when you publicly put it out there like that, instead of keeping it silent, which that's what I think she does now, privately keeps her support for her brother away from eyes and ears. But um, because she learned from what just happened or what will happen. Yeah, right now she's already getting backlash on those pictures. Yeah. And the fact that she still has them up knowing how much we know that Nicki Minaj ends up deleting and stuff. Yeah. That, that speaks volumes as well. It, yeah. So at first, according to Bossup, who Bossup.com, who obtained <laughs> legal documents on the case, says Jelani's legal team were trying to say another man 
that it was another man. So I know Balsop might not be the most credible source, but I keep seeing them reported from a lot mm-hmm. of sources that claim Balsop is the initial source. So take it what you may. But Jelani's legal team at first was asking for emails, cell phone records, text, and any other form of communication to show the victim was talking and meeting up with older men. And that any physical evidence of repeated vaginal and anal penetration were from other men, not Jelani. And saying that she was confused, saying just pretty much trying to blame the victim. An 11-year-old child. Yes. yes. Trying to crazy. make her seem like she was promiscuous talking to all these other men. Crazy. And I that's, I feel like, the way they were trying to go with that first with the defense. I don't think they stuck with that later. So the victim claims the abuse started, and this is where it's going, we're really going to get into it. So if, <sighs> yeah, so trigger warning, if you're still here, you know, from here, it's just all about abuse. Oh my gosh. I'm kind of scared. Uh, okay. The victim claims the abuse started before the wedding on April, 2015. So even before the wedding in August, she's already been abused. And at first she would just feel him rub his erect penis on her but it was through the clothes. That soon escalated when one Saturday morning, the victim went into Jelani's room to say good morning, like she did every morning. But this morning was different that he asked her to close the door and take off her pants. After that, he told her to get under the covers and started to caress her. He then raped her vaginally and ejaculated into her mouth. This continues roughly four times a week, sometimes twice a day. Anytime he could get her alone, he would call her his puppet because he could do whatever he wanted with her. And he tried blaming her, saying she was sending him hidden signals and that she would walk past him and purposely brush up against him. And he would tell her if she told anyone, she would be taken away from her mother. Over the summer, Jelani started to sodomize her anally as well. This went on until one day he was raping her in the basement and her eight-year-old younger brother walked in. The boy claims the girl's pajamas were pulled down to her ankles and Jelani's pants were pulled down as well. The brother was not fully understanding what was happening because he's eight, ran out of the basement and Jelani followed him and hit him and told him he could not tell anyone or he would get beat and taken away from his mother. But the boy did end up telling the school counselor and this is how the police got involved. Okay, questions. Yes. Well, not questions, thoughts. We're going to circle back to this mom. I don't know now. Not blaming the mother, but I I thought the mother was the one who eventually intervened. Maybe I must have got that wrong on my account. I didn't know that it was based off a school counselor. Yeah, I don't know if the school counselor went to the mother and the mother went to police, but I and even that's if- frequent abuse. That's he he was abusing her. A, oh my gosh, that's four crazy. times a week, at least. <sighs> Yeah, and I mean, that's April. I I imagine she had a birthday between April and December, so it probably started when she was 10. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not blaming the mother, but I definitely feel that whatever the mother was dealing with, her other children or her job, Jelani definitely took advantage of that because to get that, little girl alone that often to the point where another child walks in on them and not another adult or any 
I mean, it could be that they had different shifts of working. It that, could that's be. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like he was able to have her alone so much because he was probably watching them by himself. I know Jelani's career at a time, I don't know if it was at this time, he did own a daycare, which I know. Oh my fucking yeah. God. I, I don't know if there's anything more there, but I, I don't think he worked at a daycare. I think he just owned one. So I don't know if he like if he actually went into work. Maybe he was always home. I wish there was like a way that, that somebody could like come through his past or something like that. Because something tells me you don't get this bold on 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 the first victim. You don't no. do this. You don't choose your partner's child. I mean, you could, but if you're running a daycare, that means these thoughts have already been in your mind and other children could have been susceptible to yeah. it. And that's so upsetting and disgusting. And I was really surprised when I saw a daycare that no other children have come forward. But considering the age that it started, I don't know if any one of them would. The age. I mean, I could just think of that. People either aren't saying the children aren't saying anything or the or if there is threatening children, them. We don't know if yeah, it, it, allegedly. That's what I would think. If there were the children, either somebody's not saying something or they're being threatened or. And at that age, at that age, they could honestly just block it out. Or that. Yeah, that is true. When you're that young, shit like that happens and you just compartmentalize it and you never see it again until something fucking up, like, triggers it. Yeah. So, Carol Mirage, the mother, Nikki and Jelani's mother, was given a ride to the courthouse by Jacqueline the day of Jelani's arrest. And this is what Carol alleges. She alleges Jacqueline told her it was going to take a lot of money to get out of it. I don't know in what contents that was said, but Carol took it as, you guys need to pay me off. Carol would later text Jacqueline saying, I don't think you should give people details on anything. You don't have to share your business with anyone who calls. And then Carol texts it again. You guys set up my child. Wow. Those sound like two different accounts. I agree. It does sound like she's saying, keep this in-house. Don't speak on it. Mm -hmm. it also sounds like now I'm blaming you. You guys are trying to set him up. Yeah, because if that conversation in the car happened, those texts don't make any sense. Yeah, or it. I guess the text could, if she's saying, I don't think you should give people details on. No, because it's saying, I don't think you should. She's taking charge. Carol is, because uh-huh. she doesn't want any more to get out. So Carol was lying. I mean... Um, do, does a part of me understand it? Yes. I think it's terribly terrible and disgusting. Yes. But I, uh, that's her child. But like I said, the optics, there's times and places to defend a child. And that's a grown ass man now who Mm -hmm. needs to pay for the consequences of his crime and, or to at least see it through if he did it, or if he didn't do it, what you don't need to do is text the wife uh the mother of the victim basically you don't need to do that it let the justice system see it through if he got set up you give that to the lawyer and let them get the evidence to do that but when you start texting somebody that's that's intimidation i do wish i knew how long they were together before they got married because it does seem odd to me that jacqueline would give carol a ride to his arraignment like right there you would think they would be estranged that she would not take carol there 
I I I just picture. I don't know. I this is pure speculation. Yeah, there's but, just not enough that we know. Yeah, pure speculation. But I just picture like Carol rolling up to Jacqueline's place and then suggesting that Jacqueline drives her up. Oh, well, that could be. I was seeing it more of it like. Carol's like, well, I need to get to the courthouse. You gotta come pick me up. But do you believe that? Carol is Nicki Minaj's daughter. She ain't got access Mother. to money. I said daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Carol is Nicki Minaj's mama. You think she ain't got access to money, a that's, car service? Or that's anything? why I want to know, like, their relationship. At this point, was it I more like... I think it like, was very quick. Yeah, I, it could have been. Or, it, or I th- well, I don't know, because you just never know, but the fact that this happened the way it did and broke down so fast and that he was running a daycare and she had children. And he was about to open a second one. Yeah. I think that this was a quickie relationship, maybe a year, maybe under, and then they shortly got married because I don't see it happening. I don't see this being any time you're abused. It's, 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 it's a stretch. It's a long amount of time. And she was getting abused for months and I feel like if they were together for years, she might have been getting abused for years. So I think that's why it was a, a short Oh, I see it. So during the trial, the defense said Jacqueline had brainwashed her children into making false statements. And while she was on the stand, she admitted to having a drinking problem and incidents where Jacqueline used excessive force on her children as punishment, hitting them with a screwdriver, a shoe, and a phone charger. And... This was, I guess, to paint Jacqueline as a bad mother and not credible, which she might be a bad mother, but that does not stop the evidence that Jelani abused her daughter. Uh-huh. Jelani's attorney also said that Jacqueline was just trying to get $25 million shakedown out of Jelani, and that's what this was all about. Jacqueline did have an attorney that represented her briefly who did tell Jelani's attorney he would settle for $20 million. But he says Jacqueline knew nothing of that agreement, and he no longer represented Jacqueline at that time. Like you said before, even if she's a bad mother, still doesn't negate the evidence and negate what he he did. And if it was a short relationship, that could be a reason he picked her. And I was just going to say... there's uh, there's a few different ways that you see predators child predators work which is yes uh like short-term relationship uh, a lot of love bombing and gifts and all that other stuff and then they go to the marriage or same thing where it's a very short relationship but he sees the fact that she's not the best mother so then he swoops her off her feet being a great father figure and then works his way in and then you get married, you get access to the kids and all that other stuff. There's a lot of different ways I, f- I feel child predators work, but I definitely could see um, them using that she was a poor mother as their defense Yeah. Uh, to get him uh, off the hook, but also as a way that he used to get in the house. So evidence that proves Jelani did in fact rape his stepdaughter are signs of penetration vaginally and anally and semen on her pajamas. His defense did argue that DNA was on there, but it was expected since he lived with the victim, which, okay, DNA is possibly to be on there, but not semen, semen would DNA. not be. Yeah. Not, in, not in her area or boundaries, it shouldn't be. Yeah, they. I feel like they did that very, 
that wordplay very purposefully. They try to say, oh, DNA is going to be there. And people be like, oh, yeah, but like, no. The, what type? Yeah. yeah, it's semen. They also claim it was a small microscopic sample, which I don't know how the small the sample was, but it was still proven to be his semen. So that's all I need to know. And an ultimate jury has come forward saying there was jury misconduct during the trial, saying he heard overheard jury members say, if Nikki does not come to testify, they would think Jelani's guilty, which, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be saying that. And they weren't even supposed to be talking about the case in general. The alternate and, jury I'm sorry, member, who said that, though? It's an alternate jury member. So you know how they have the backup jury members? Also, alternate juror said that they heard this. Yes. Okay, okay, from okay, the, I'm sorry. From the jury members that were actually on there. Mm-hmm, Okay. The alternate jury member also claims the children seem to have rehearsed and the girls locked the motion on the stand, which I know the lawyers probably did rehearse or go over the statements with the children, so that doesn't surprise me. And the now 13-year-old girl not showing emotion does not surprise me either. Her being stoic, or whatever you want to call it, can be a way that she has learned to cope with being raped by someone who was a father figure to her. Now I'm suspicious of this alternate juror. You went from supposedly telling facts about jury misconduct to stating your opinion when you're an alternate. Yeah, I, mean, I, I get it. But it's it's like, why are you trying to pigeonhole a, a, a potential child victim? Oh, because they don't cry and they're not blubbering because they've had to retell and live this for years. I think that that may be that's rehearsed and that's not I, real. I, I think because they were trying. He was saying that he would have found Jelani not guilty by the evidence. But these people were going to find them, him not uh, find them guilty for Nikki not coming. <laughs> yeah, that's, I feel like, and I could honestly see someone saying that maybe in a joking way. I mean, Nikki I don't been- know. This person was so gung ho to just state their opinion. So I feel like, why wouldn't you? I don't know. I he- feel like if he really felt this way and he really heard this, you're an alternate juror. You can get on the jury. Why wouldn't you alert the judge? I yeah. don't think it happened. He also says the semen sample was not 100%. But uh, now listen to this number. Uh, one in 291 billion chance of belonging to someone else. So, which is pretty much 100%. But, you know, scientists just don't like saying 100%. Yeah, this juror, they're biased. Yeah, I think so. When I saw that one in 291 billion and you're thinking well it, it could be somewhere else to see me and i was thinking mm, maybe not. somebody find this alternate juror we gotta comb through their past <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know if i would say it was jury misconduct yeah because everybody knows if you're really about the justice system if you're really about doing this right if you hear or in, it could be a mistake, but if you hear what you think could be jury misconduct, the first thing you do is alert the judge because you would want this to be a fair trial. If you hear jury mis- misconduct and you wait for everything to be dead and done and then give an interview or your opinion, you're, bro, get your ass out of here. 15 seconds of fame type of thing. Mm-hmm, trying to write a, a, a short storybook on your experience as an alternate. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. 
So Jelani was offered a plea deal, which he did not take. I see most sources say 15 years, but some say as little as seven years. He is... He is found guilty, and before sentencing, a letter from Nicki Minaj is read to the court. It describes Jelani as the most patient, gentle, genuine, giving, and selfless man. She later goes on to say in the letter to please show mercy and to rethink punishing him for something he did not do. Well, too bad, Nicki. He did that shit. Yeah. The judge sentenced Jelani 25 to life, which he is now serving. And which he deserves. And Nicki, you re-wrong for that. You so worried. That's that's what kills me, though. I'm not. First of all, I'm not trying to be as hard as Nikki as I should be on Jelani. Jelani is. Uh, I hope it's, it's it's understood. This man is not even human. This yeah. This man is just scum, disgusting, the worst thing on earth possible. But it just kills me how she must have been worried about the optics, so she didn't show her face in court. But you are still on the support of this man despite DNA evidence, and you're gonna send a letter talking about have mercy for something he didn't do and he's patient and kind he used all those patient and kind facade skills to to abuse this child to win her trust in his in the mother's trust yeah to have mercy have mercy for a child predator a sexual abuse a child molester rapist no i saw somewhere uh i don't remember the judge's exact quote but he pretty much said you know he has no mercy for this, like in direct response to Nikki's letter. Yeah. I mean, it just looks nasty, but Jelani is fucking trash. I'm I'm so glad he didn't take that fucking plea deal. He didn't deserve it. He honestly never should have got one. But you know, the justice system works the way it works, but I'm glad he's he's doing 25 to life. I hope it's the life. Yeah. When Jesse Palmer on Daily Mail TV in 2008 said Nicki Minaj paid for Jelani's bail and still stands by her brother, Nicki went on Instagram and said, quote, you better have a good lawyer, Jesse Palmer, where she does hashtag Jesse Palmer, hashtag Arnold Palmer, which Jesse Palmer's not related to Arnold Palmer, but then she, she must goes, have been drinking an Arnold Palmer. <laughs> maybe. But then she says, you just lied on me on national TV and now you're being sued. You better be able to back up what you said about me with facts. Which I I don't see what he's lying about. If you support him, you support him. And I mean, the bail money, I guess. Yeah, but she knows she case. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so thin that, I mean, I'm guessing if she, you she really tried to say defamation. Lawyer, huh? She tried to say it was for defamation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you if you really push your lawyer, he'll file the suit if you want him to. But that's not that's not defamation of character. Not when you put up two, well, one <clears throat> post after the charges saying that this is your family. Girl, calm down. Take your lumps. You 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 wrote a letter for this man for Christ's sakes. Take your lumps. You support this man. You don't want to be seen with this man ever again. But you support this man. Yeah, and I did not see any <laughs> anything legal come out of that. Just want to clarify that. Exactly. <laughs> she, be, she be on her intimidation shit on her social media, so I'll I tell you that. That's good. I think that's what it was. I think it was intimidation. She wanted her fans to rally behind her, her barbs. and Oh, and everybody know a barb got nothing but time and bad energy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So in 2020, rapper and former boyfriend of Nikki's liked the picture making fun of Nikki's husband's outfit. And she starts off, you know, with, you're a clown, you're doing it for likes. And then she says, Meek has Twitter fingers. Oh, I didn't say his name. Meek Mills, the former boyfriend of rapper. Okay, I was one, I, I put the pieces together, but yeah, I, th- I, I knew just, you was going to get there. Yeah, so say Meek had Twitter fingers and calling him a clown, saying he beats women and he's scared of men. And Meek tweets back that Nikki's trying to kill his career. And the only way to do that is to claim he hits women. And this part is a direct quote from this tweet. Quote, talk about your brother convicted of rape and you've been new and paid for his lawyer. Oh, your little bro touched that little girl too. I mean, here's the thing about opening uh, Pandora's box. Once it's open, that shit's open. And they were in a long ass, maybe not a long ass relationship, but they were in a decent sized relationship where all they know each other's skeletons. So it's like, was you you could have been telling the truth about this lawyer and the fact that she knew that her brother did this and he did that. But is she also correct about you beating on women? But it's like, also, Nikki, why would you even say that he beats on women knowing that you are married to a man that doesn't have a fine reputation with women himself? Yeah. So Nikki responds with, you beat your own sister and taped it, spit on her and taped it, kicked me in front of your mother and sent her to the hospital. Sucking Drake's dick made you feel tough again. Move on. She then followed with this. Imagine talking about an alleged rape of a child to hurt someone who wasn't involved just so people can dislike me. You can never stand on your own. You won't tell people that the mother is on tape asking me for $20 million to make the charges go away, though. You was around. You know. See you soon. Meek followed up with, surrounded by rapists talking what? Stop playing. You picked a great time to be ever saying to put my hands on you. You full of hate and the whole industry know you full of hate. And you're bad getting low, so you want to destroy me. I can't believe y'all industry people let these people survive this long in the game, knowing they really nasty people and have nasty upbringing. Everybody really knows what's going on. And I'm powerful. And... I'm never scared to speak up. I mean, I don't know how I feel because I don't like Meek Mill either. I don't um, like him either, but let's just I say... I think they're both being hypocrites. You know? The calls are coming inside of both of y'all's houses. Because, Nikki, you don't really have a leg to stand on. You are with a abuser rapist. You supported your brother who was a rapist. You wrote a letter to try to have mercy. And now, in an attempt to defend yourself, now you trying... Here and oh, so what? She just said, "How can you imagine bringing up a, a child to hurt somebody? You just brought up that child's mother being a liar on tape, which a tape might I add would have really helped your brother's case that um, magically didn't appear anywhere in that court case." I don't think there's a tape, and this is why I say I don't think Nicki Minaj believes her brother didn't rape that child. Is because if there was a tape. Why would it make you pay to get her brother out? Like to make this all go away before it happens? Because I feel like she would have made it go away before it even started. Maybe she wouldn't have paid the full 20 million, but she would have paid something. Yeah. Um, if you have a take, okay. This is terrible, but I'm Nikki and my brother has been accused of that horrendous crime. But I have a blackmail tape, or I just have a tape, whatever, we won't call it blackmail yet. 
um, of the, the mother of this child saying, hey, if you give me X amount of dollars, nothing happened. We're not going to the police. Everything will be rescinded. We take it back. I am either going to give this bitch the money or I'm handing over the tape. I'm not doing nothing and waiting years until I get into a Twitter battle with my ex to bring up this faux tape to defend my disgusting ass brother. Yeah. After you just claimed that Meek Mill was bringing up a a victim's abuse case for people to hate you, you're doing the same thing. Yeah, I... I don't know if she did ask for money. Maybe she did ask for money, but yeah, it doesn't stop the fact from that Jelani raped this child. His DNA was found. Yeah. His and semen DNA was found on her, or what, her clothes? Yeah. Just her pajama not. pants and there's vaginally and anally signs of penetration. Not even trying to, girl. Um, But yeah, like, obviously... This is a look at Jelani. And of course, he's horrible. He's scum. He desires to die in prison. But we're really talking about Nikki because how she has stood by him, how she has continued this narrative that this woman is looking for a payout. And really, she's calling the woman a liar, which is calling the daughter and her son a liar. Yeah, after it's all said and done, you already technically said that they was lying when you stood by him in the picture. And then you said they was lying when you sent him the letter. Uh-huh. Now he's he's rotting in prison like he deserves. And now you're publicly on social media uh, with your name attached, basically calling her a liar again. And she knows her fan base is, is one of the most aggressively, <laughs> aggressively terror squads I've ever seen in my life. So if they have a name, they all like you'll probably talk in the future. They did with that other woman. They would find this woman any way they could and blow up her spot because Nikki has once again put her name in in public by saying she's lying. Might not have said her name, but we know who she's talking about because of public records. Yeah, I did not put the woman's last name in here, but I put her first name. But I mean, her name is all over online. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as the years pass, that child that victim is going to become of age and is only going to see this stuff on the internet because nothing leaves the internet ever yeah um that's all we have for her brother do you have anything else to add before we move on to our next little segment no yeah i like i said i can't fault them at first for thinking that he wouldn't, but I think the evidence is there enough. Like, even I can see you being blind to it. I can see that. I can see you being so blind because it's your family member. But it's it's just such a bad look. And something that has reinforced reinforced this is her working with Takashi 69. Mm-hmm. You just can't stop with him. We covered him on episode two of our regular episodes for a refresher. When Takashi was 18, he was in photos with a 13-year-old girl who sat on his lap, who he spanked, who he stood behind as she gave oral sex to another person in a video. Sits9 would later post this photo to his Instagram. 
And he was blowing up, but what got him a number one was working with Nicki Minaj on the song Fifi. Now, people were asking, why is she working with what most people were calling at the time a pedophile? Nicki is not the only artist to ever work with Takashi, but with her brother's past and the trial was not far off from when this song came out, it does put her in a really bad light. Mm-hmm. And... But can we really fault Nikki with working for someone? Yes. We can. (laughs) Do you fault all those other artists who work for him too, though? Yes. First of all, I thought anybody who worked with 6ix9ine was uh, heading towards irrelevancy and and, and just gleefully grabbed at him because he was a lot of controversy mixed with a lot of views and eyes, and they needed that. Because if you look at the caliber of people who was jumping on 6ix9ine's uh, tracks or opposite, if you take away Nikki, all those are mid-level rappers. None of them are superstars. Are you? All the people he was beefing with, mid-level. None of them superstars. Akon? Akon is a billionaire. But tell me the last Akon that- song you listened to. And that what is true. Year it was lonely. Exactly. So it's like, and Nikki was in and, and, and Nikki was saying Nick uh Fetty Bobby Schmurda. All those people's years had passed, and Bobby Schmurda needed it. He was in jail. Of course, he would have took it. Yeah, Gucci Mane. It was yeah, I get what you're saying. Mid-level people. Mid-level people who needed a hit with a lot of views and eyes on it. Uh, same with the beefs. Now you got Nikki, who is a superstar, but hasn't had a hit in a while. And then here comes this controversial guy who who also at the time wasn't fucking with who? Cardi B. And Nikki is looking to put is she's looking to come back, right? What was this before Queen? Yeah, I think that's right before Queen. Yeah, so she needs to. She needs the pops so then she could put out the uh, the album. Who's better? Because who was popping? Takashi. She gets on him. She says, he's a good this and he's that and blah, blah, blah. And she defends him and because she wants to make him look good because she needs to use him for a little bit. Yeah. Later, when 6ix9ine was released after what most people would call snitching, Nikki collaborated with him again. And she pretty much says they're not on the streets or the block together. Everybody rap day mingles together and works together. She says she works with people all the time that have a sketchy past, but she doesn't judge. Yeah, sketchy and uh, sexually abusing, being an accessory to child abuse is not is more than just sketchy past. But okay. Which I kind of feel that she got more shit about working with him for being a rat than being a pedophile. Well, that was because it was the second time around. But honestly, I I don't even really care about the whole snitching thing. The jokes are funny, but bitch, I have no loyalty to nobody but my family. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be snitching too, but I also wouldn't be in the gang. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you think Nikki is supporting or endorsing this behavior by collaborating with him? Um, she she on a big scale, no. But Nikki haters and people who 
view Nikki as somebody who sets the trends and she's fallen into this trend, yes. I think that they're going to think that she supports his behavior and everything that he's doing because she continues to do music with him and she continues to support and be seen with him and go back and forth on social media with him. So it doesn't matter if she, if she doesn't support child uh, predators or people who have been accused of preying on children. Uh, but if Takashi's been accused of it and you're supporting Takashi, it's just like a Venn diagram. You just fell into it. Yeah. And I mean, she kind of now does have a history of supporting people who are kind of controversial because she worked with that Blackfish. I forget her name. <laughs> Jesse. And she was wrong on that one, too. Like, Nikki, you didn't even do your homework. And it was easy homework on that one. You stood behind this black do you want to terrible yeah, Do you want to give a little of a history right there off the top of your head? <sighs> yeah, off the top of my head. Top, uh, Jessie Nils, 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 uh, her, bitch, her name is Jessie. She was in. Hey, Jesse. Was she in Little Mix or Fifth Heart? Which one was she from? Little Mix. She was okay. She was in Little Mix with one or two black people, but for some reason, Jesse was looking darker than everybody in all the pictures. And not at first, it was like she started. It was gradual because when they were first on America's Got Talent or X Factor or whatever Simon Cowell show that they were put on, she was a very you know white girl, clueless share. And then gradually started to change up her look and look more urban and ethnic. And um, eventually the group did sit down specifically the, I don't know how many black women are in Little Mix, but specifically one of them, Leanne, was telling her. Uh, yeah, I um, think it's one black woman and then one is like a woman of color, but I don't think she's black. Oh, okay, okay. So Definitely the the black woman, Leanne, I think her name is, sat down or had a conversation with Jesse. And I think it ended up being the whole group eventually saying that she needed to stop like painting so dark her makeup and stuff because people were saying that she was black fishing. She was trying to look darker than she was and it and was making them just... uncomfortable and that it was just not a good thing all around for her or for the group. It's not just a tan. It is like her hair is in yeah she's changing what, from straight to like curly and what people were thinking like black hairstyles when i first saw mm -hmm. her i did think she was a mixed or black woman i never thought that but i could see how people <laughs> would <laughs> i think um, yeah before i think it was like more like you would think oh that's not a black woman but now with everyone trying to be like racially ambiguous it's it's a little mm -hmm. hard yeah yeah I, I i agree with that yeah um, do you want to explain a little bit what black fishing is? If someone doesn't know. Uh, let me, you, you correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, black fishing is when a. Usually white, white. Usually white or white passing um, person. Uh, drastically goes from whatever look they started as to gradually tanning. Uh, more or putting on a lot more body makeup or paint to disguise themselves ethnically so you can't tell that they're white or they look more um, 
they look more of like a person of color. They change their hair. They change their makeup. Sometimes a lot of times they change their mannerisms and the way that they speak, you know, that how they dress. Child, yeah. And to eventually start disguising themselves uh, to become more of an urban presence on social media. Yeah. And or entertainment. <laughs> It's way past tanning. It's way past like using a few what people want to call Gen Z or TikTok slang. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it's not even tick, TikTok slang came from something. It's not even TikTok slang. It takes it to a new level because, you know, if you're around someone, you're going to pick up their words. But she's it's not she did not. It's a performance for her. Like she mm-hmm. says she has to intentionally do it, I feel like. But yeah. yeah, Nikki definitely stood by her when they made that song. And shamed the Black woman with false receipts that weren't real. <laughs> and it's like, Nikki, you always talking about defending Black women and all this other stuff and not silencing them. And you literally did that with, <laughs> with a white girl by your side painted to be Black. Yeah, so the whole point of this little tangent that we weren't prepared for was that Nikki has this trend now, which I noticed when you pointed out, where she's starting to pick someone controversial, like, to give her those hits, those likes, those views. Give her the boost, and then she gonna drop the ass when she don't need them no more. Yeah, uh, I I definitely see that now. Maybe in uh, part four, we can look into that. But Yeah, okay, sorry. That is where we're going to leave off for this episode. Part three is going to be maybe a little into a dive on (gasps) Meek Mill and her past, but it will mainly be about her husband, Kenneth Kenneth Petty, and his history. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Nicki Minaj part three coming to you soon. See ya.